Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? The shows are back in town. They're, the shows are back in town. Yes, they are. Welcome back. It is so <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, I. it really is. It really is. I mean, for the MCU, it was legit, like, what, a year? And then... Even though the Arrowverse shows finished up in the spring, well, in the spring they were cut short because of the pandemic. You know, it seemed it seemed longer. It's been over a year for the MCU, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Over because the last one was Spider Man Far From Home, and that was July. That's correct. That so is correct. yeah, it's been a year and a half for yeah. anything MCU, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that, yeah. and then. Yeah, waking up this morning and having to buy season two of Batwoman, it just was bizarre to me because, A, um, we're finally here, and this is a very anticipated show for Will and I. But more importantly, I haven't had to buy a season of television (laughs) you know? (laughs) I, I I was getting ready to message you and saying, like, so why isn't this on HBO? <laughs> why can't like I feel like streaming services for the last six months have kind of taken over my world and yeah. I haven't really had to think about it. But now I'm like, oh great, the buy oh, yeah. t- TV seasons. Oh, I know. I had to double check my my DVR for. I still have cable, so I had to double check to make sure my DVR was like set for all for Batwoman because I didn't want to like miss it. I mean, of course, I know I could stream it for. On, on CW the next day, but you know, I was like so ready to watch it last night because I, yeah, I've, I've really missed a show and I was just really excited about seeing Javicia take over um, the lead too. So what I know, we'll, I don't want us to get too too deep into the discussion because I know we have a couple other things we want to talk about. But yeah, it's great that great that things are back. Yeah, I mean January it's been funny because I know you and I talked about this last time I think about how we were part two of the big arrow crossover. Yeah. <laughs> this time a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now it appears that the Arrowverse crossover has been canceled due to COVID, which which was expected, but um it's very interesting because I felt like at the beginning of COVID, we were hearing all of this information about the crossover because with Arrow being gone, Supergirl being announced leaving, they're having to introduce these new characters, not to mention Black Lightning as well. So Mm -hmm. they were going to use a crossover this year to kind of launch them. But man, CW have just been juggling a lot of changes, not only in their lineup, but in their cast and and now COVID and it's just like yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna do that this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I guess the uh, I guess the uh, president of CW Entertainment uh, made that announcement last week and uh, that because originally yeah you're right because originally they were I think there was going to be the Superman and Lois and I think Batwoman mm-hmm. crossover and. Then, of course, because of just the complexities of trying to film all these shows and you know, keeping cast in quarantine and bubbles and those kind of things, yeah, they had to they had to scrap it. So, 
and it was, and, and, and we've talked about it before, how Herculean an effort it is just to do these crossovers anyway, because you're juggling multiple casts and production schedules and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so, you know, clearly it's, the clearly with the pandemic now, that's just not going to be able to happen this year. Well, let's be honest. The creative is a bit, st- bit strained after the last one because the last one sucked. <laughs> I was really <laughs> mad at the last one. I don't even think I, I... I watched them. I watched all the episodes. I have yet to ever go back and rewatch. And I honestly don't want to just because mm. I remember thinking how much trash it was. <laughs> I just... <laughs> It uh, for for whatever reason, and maybe because it was following such a classic crossover um, with the what if that happened the previous year, but mm-hmm. Crisis on Infinite Earths, I just uh, it yeah. it's just uh, I, yeah. I, I, let's not. I, I'm not. I'm gonna start up thinking about that crossover. Yeah, yeah. Feelings let's, yeah, about yeah. let's yeah. Let's move on from that. <laughs> Yeah, let's move on. But, you know, right when things are getting started, Will, we get more information about things being pushed back. And it seems that The yeah. Flash is going to have a delay to their start. Yeah. So last night during the Batwoman season premiere, there, you know, CW always does their little, you know, t- advertising and show. And there was the advertising two-hour event for Superman and Lois. And then, of course, I saw on Twitter, I think Bam Smack Powell and some others also started speculating uh, about what's going on with The Flash. And when you go to The Flash's Twitter page now, they updated it from you know February 23rd to now coming soon. So I haven't seen any. I've been looking today. I haven't seen anything more about when it's coming back. And a lot of people are speculating, well, it's just going to be a week. But, you know, when they say coming soon, you have to wonder uh, what's going on? And I, and I, and we and remember, uh, they did have some delays uh, uh-huh. due to to yep. COVID uh, Im- impacting the production. So I don't know if that's part of it or if they're just really trying to do an event kind of launch with Superman and Lois, given that uh, maybe they are you know, looking to have this show sort of be the tentpole and 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 get into the whole legacy of Superman kind of thing like they did with you know, how they ended with Supernatural. So who, who, who knows But uh, what's going to happen with that or if they're going to do back-to-back, you know, one, two, episodes one and two with the Superman and Lois. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, coming soon has a whole new meaning for us. To me, coming soon now means 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll just be delayed until, you know, maybe, maybe March, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Because I think the president of CW did say they were going to try to get things realigned again in the fall, fall. So went with their show lineup. So, and it said they're planning on doing full series or full season orders with all these shows too. So they can't push it back too far. Yeah. Well, they could and just not have the season. <laughs> they could. They could just be like, "Wait, we're just going to hold it till October." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's TV is going to be interesting this next year because I, a lot of seasons and shows that got pushed back or delayed, all of these decisions are going to be made. Well, how many episodes do we give them this year? Mm-hmm. 
while an attempt is made to realign everything in this upcoming fall. Right. Um, which which is fascinating because it's a it's a um, similar situation to the movie theaters and the yeah. producers at that level, yeah. and all this pushback about things coming out simultaneously in theaters and on demand. Yep. Um, TV has their own issues to work through because of just the natural order of things. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I, mean, yeah. I, I I don't know. I think it's interesting that this is mainly happening with the flash and none of the other shows seem to be as affected, but I, I, I kind of like that in a way we're getting a fresh start with the new Batwoman, Superman and Lois and, and really holding back on our, our um, vets kind Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. until, until later, just because we're used to them. I mean, yeah, I can only pick on Barry so much. Kara is such a hit <laughs> and miss. Yep, yep, it's true. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Well, hopefully the way the Supergirl trends, we are due for a good season, hopefully to, to go out on a high note, not like Drew Brees did last night during the uh, Saints and the Buccaneers game last night. So we shall see. We shall, we shall. Um, In some MCU... MCU news, Ethan Hawke is set to join in Moon Knight as the villain. Do we know yep. who he's cast as? I've seen a couple speculations out there. Okay. No. So, yeah. So, all, only thing I know, the only thing I, I guess, uh, that I have read, I think it was maybe in a Hollywood reporter, that he is cast as the villain. There was, like, they're going to st- supposedly start filming in March in Budapest. So, mm-hmm. so you know, we have different, you know, we, we you and I remember Budapest a lot differently, but, you know, but, uh, but uh, there's that. I, I did see some speculation on uh, that he may be um, Spectre's brother, I think, which would be, um, and there's also another character, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head, that, 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 uh, that I saw, but. Bottom line, Ethan Hawke is joining the MCU, and uh, again, they just continue to bring in just amazing talent for these for these products. It is an odd name, very odd name, but you know, I'm yeah. not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. He, he's, I mean, even though he hasn't done comic book movie genre, he, you know, he does have a pretty extensive record as far as doing sci-fi films. So, yeah, and and I also, I think that. What I'm noticing is that what makes MCU really special and stand out is their casting. And this is not like direct shade at DCEU because they do it to an extent as well. But Mm -hmm. when they cast the the villain, it's not. I'm always caught off. I'm I'm typically caught off guard or it's a newcomer. Or it's it's somebody who generally doesn't play in a villain role. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, well, Mads Mikkelsen, I guess you could say, would be yeah. their one-off. But I don't really count Doctor Strange because I haven't seen it. But anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. or you got um, well, you have Robert Redford too, though. So speaking about villain or filming, yeah. I had a segue and then I just went off course. Oh well, 
<laughs> Charlie Cox has allegedly finished filming his scenes in the new Spider-Man movie. And yeah. so he's being harassed by everyone asking, is this person in it? Is this person is it? Is this person in it? Can we get a confirmation? When I'm just happy that he's in it, I do think it's lame that he's already finished filming his scenes because I I don't know how... That's not a good sign in my perspective, my very limited perspective on his role. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just happy he's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, again, it's it may be Daredevil. It may be a Daredevil. It may not be the Netflix Daredevil. It may be a different one. It could be a different character okay. altogether. Yeah. Don't so. don't don't ruin things for me. Like, <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? Not Netflix Daredevil. Just because you refuse to watch the show doesn't mean other. I'm just putting it out there. They're they're embracing the multiverse in the MCU. So no, we do not touch. <laughs> we do not touch Charlie. Okay, okay. Charlie stays who he is okay. and his version. Okay. And but if you do want to do some mixing and matching, just bring John Bernthal back. Okay. okay. There you go. There and you go. then Karen too. <laughs> the way and him should kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the way people have been throwing out casting rumors for this particular film, who who knows at this point if what's real and what's fake, and we'll just—I'm sure—and Kevin Feige is just sitting back and just kind of laughing at it all, and, and he's wants, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, okay. So this bit of news caught me off guard when I started seeing it on my timeline, but Chris Evans has pretty much signed a line and is coming back to the MCU? News to me. Hash. Okay. <laughs> That's, that was his response. So. Oh, that was his response? That was his response. So, yeah, so that afternoon, when because Deadline, I think, was the ones who first reported it, that he was coming back to the MCU. And then he, he Chris sent two tweets later in the day one was like news to me with the uh, uh, shrug emoji, and then and then a second tweet was just how he appreciated all the gifs that people were like putting out there about the news of him allegedly returning to the MCU. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I I I kind of was hesitant to believe it to begin with, just because it's very well known that he. He is likely not to come back like a few others. But then again, I mean, right now, actors and yeah. jobs and everything, everyone I'm sure has a whole new perspective on their career. And um, I'm, I'm sure he's looking at what Tom Hiddleston is yeah. doing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'll go hang out with Anthony and Sebastian some more. Yeah, totally, totally. I'll film a P another PSA. <laughs> I mean, it could it could just be that. I mean, it honestly could just be another PSA, like in in a future Phase Four film. Yeah, it it could be. We don't we don't really know, but yeah. we do have some some Phase Four TV to talk about to kind of get things kick things off. Mm -hmm. Um, One Division premiered. Yeah. Dropped two episodes half hour a lot of credits <laughs> yeah a lot of credits 
I was looking at the runtime, and when it was when the the episodes ended, I'm like, we got like ten minutes of credit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so evil to say this is a thirty minute episode. I'm like, no, it's not. It's twenty five minutes. It's like twenty five. Yeah, I guess the first one was like what twenty. I think it said twenty five minute runtime, and the second was thirty six minutes. But yeah, you're right. The credits went on and on. I was like, okay, and you know, and, and given that as Given that it's Marvel, I was like, I can't like not watch the credits because something always will always show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I was very worried about that, so I did the same thing, and I regret it <laughs> 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 because yes, okay. Here's the beauty: this is on a streaming service, so if you don't, and then find out that there was, you can always go back <laughs> and watch it. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> It'll show up. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts? What are your first thoughts on WandaVision premiere? So first thoughts, I, first episode, I watched it and, 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 and honestly, I, 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 it was one of those things where I appreciated the, the, them going there as far as trying something different, as far as taking these two characters that uh, honestly, you know, I, I liked Wanda and, 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 and vision in the, in the films, but they weren't like characters. I really like, well, Wanda more so than vision. They were characters that, that, that I really didn't really like really have a rooting interest for or whatever. They were there. They were part of the story, but I wasn't like, Oh, I got to find out more about these people. Mm-hmm. So, so going into it and then watching it and then I appreciated all the beats that they tried to do, you know, bringing up all the classic sitcoms. And I know many podcasts have like beat that to death, so I'm not going to do that here. But I I did. Um, so, you know, I was like, OK, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but it didn't grab me. Honestly, I was like, OK, this is interesting. It was OK. I didn't like I wasn't like, oh, God, this is the best thing ever. But uh, and then the second episode, I actually fell asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. Was I did. Show? Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna be honest. I did, and I went back. And, you know, because it just I was uh, maybe I was just tired or whatever. But um, but I, I watched it the next day. I did it. I did like it. But I gotta be honest. I mean, this it's 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 it's. I'm enjoying it because one, I've just missed the MCU so much for, you know, because it has been, like we said, over a year that we've had any content from them. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not, but it, I, you know, if I, if I get spoiled online, I'm not going to be torn up about it. Uh, guys, don't listen to him. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> by nope. saying that. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's gonna spoil what happens at the very very end which yeah. is gonna be this huge thing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah, still be yeah yeah don't well, that, that, that's just for me don't don't do that to sarah just do that to me i don't you know i i you know maybe maybe as time as the remaining seven episodes go i will i will i will grow into it but but right now i could take it or leave it yeah i'm pretty much on the same wavelength as you are i i would i didn't fall asleep but i pretty much tuned out of the second episode 
Um, I, w I would like to say that the problem is, okay, let me, let me re re restart. I, I'm going to say that they fully committed and mm -hmm. we knew this going into it that they were doing this spoof on the sitcoms and this fantasy Pleasantville world that Wanda or someone else has created for mm -hmm. them to live in and for for her to feel like she didn't have that that idea of of love taken away from her, which she did in um very pivotal moment in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because she owned Infinity War. That movie, I mean, I've seen that movie so many times, and her character, you're right, up until that movie, you're like, ah, oh, okay, whatever, her mm -hmm. brother died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in that movie, even, even um, I'm blanking on her name from Wakanda, but she makes a comment like, we kept her up there. She, yeah. She oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can wreck shop, which... The thought did come to mind while I was watching WandaVision. Um, I want to know who would win, Wanda or Captain Marvel in yeah. a fight. I, I do. Yeah. But anyway, back to WandaVision. So I think that they fully committed. And I'm, I can't be mad at them for that. But I am mad that they gave us two episodes. And nothing spectacular. I need the next episode now happened mm -hmm. which is very different from the boys mm -hmm. because last week we were talking yes. about this that we've seen this kind of design before where you give the first few episodes and then you do one a week yeah it worked perfectly with the boys because the first three episodes i remember the first two it was like a lot of talk a lot of setup and then the third one ended in a way where you were just like okay I yeah. understand what's going on here. This mm -hmm. is going to get intense. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen. There were hints. There, um, the, the one moment in the first episode that I, I was thoroughly engaged in was the dinner scene where the guy is choking. Yeah. That was such a, a haunting thing to do and how that all played out. And this idea that they started questioning um, where they were and and what was happening because of that, um, and and looking back, a lot of old TV shows yeah. has those kind of moments where um, there's there's always this conspiracy speculation about oh that was actually really dark if you think about it in this way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So I really appreciated that. And then I appreciate that moment in the second episode with the beekeeper. Mm. And the, I, I love what they did. Help me, Wanda. Help, help me, Wanda. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so clever. That was but clever. Those are moments. Yeah. And they didn't, they were like flashes in a pan. They didn't stick. They didn't like, oh, now we're getting somewhere. They were just, it felt like a big tease. Yeah, it did feel like a tease. And and it, it definitely, like, I mean, it, it, I'm sure 
when we get to episode nine and we'll go back and we'll be like, oh, that was the purpose of the beekeeper. Oh, oh that was the purpose of Mr. Hart choking at the dinner table. But but in these isolated moments, it, it, you're right. It's just sort of like, hmm, OK, these are these are these are good bits. But but how does this fit into the overall whole of this series? Yeah, I and there has been so much discussion about this show leading up to the show that I kind of feel like I already know how it's building Mm -hmm. and that's even more frustrating for me because I'm like in my mind I'm deconstructing okay why did this fall flat well they didn't they they're they're holding back and if they're holding back that's that's fine but why release two oh, subpar episodes and and hopefully the third one kind of really builds momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just going to be mad because they should have released the f- first three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that's, that's a good point. Uh, I think, and you know, it was one of the things that I was looking back now in, in the, MCU desert that I had in 2020. I really should have, with this series coming forward, I wish I had watched some of those films over again because uh, yeah, because I think there are multiple Easter eggs that that are in there. I mean, obviously, there's the toaster with Stark. Uh, there's the the whole the moment with with you know, when Wanda and Dottie are together at the, at the uh, event where they're planning for the the big talent show and you hear the radio and you know i think i think it's probably probably agent Wu from um yeah from uh ant-man so you know and then a sword and of course remember what's you know seeing the sword and in in the um i think i can't remember which scene it was but um, but you know, you saw all those references to like, you know, it goes back to Captain Marvel and also Spider-Man far from home. And, you know, so there's things that you know, all these little nuggets all throughout the show that are, that are like, okay, here, you know, again, I think to our, what we we're discussing earlier, I think there, there's a lot of these like points in time throughout that we've had from the first three phases that I guess the show will lead us into phase four because clearly, you know, vision the one thing that is that is a constant here, Vision is dead. I mean, they didn't like pull anything sleight of hand or tricky with us here. It's very clear Vision is dead. He from Endgame, he remains dead. Uh seeing Monica Rambu, you know, clearly this is after Endgame, whatever. Uh you know, is it Rambu or Rambo? Rambo, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> R- like, Rambo. Saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. I, I was, that was a mispronunciation on my part, but uh, pardon, pardon me there. But yeah, but you know, it's clear that this is after, after, after Endgame, and so you know, so it, you know, it, and with the you know, as we talked about, we laughed about the credits and who's watching, you know, watching this thing. I mean, is it Sword? Is it? I mean, is you know, with her placement there, is it is is it Sword that's watching over Wanda right now? Is this, is she you know de- is you know building this construct to help her deal with the aftermath of, of Vision's passing, or or um, well, is I it like, more? I like how that's the question. Yeah, the, the question that they keep asking because it's definitely 
what's his face? Um, but he keeps asking, who's doing this to you, Rhonda? Who's doing this to you, Wanda? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're off tonight. But, and, and I like that question because there's two things. Well, we know that Catherine, I forget the actress name. Um, I'm forgetting everything tonight, but she is supposed to be a villain and potentially could be controlling this. Mm-hmm. However, Wanda being Wanda and some of the comic book storylines, a lot of us are kind of honestly hoping that it really is Wanda who's creating this manifestation. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's getting a little bit of support. She doesn't really understand it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, um, I, I kind of, I kind of like it. Like it, it furthers that confusion of who really is controlling this and, um, and why and how did they get there? But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. I mean, but, but I think the way is that these first two episodes were rolled out. Uh, I mean, if you're, you know, obviously if you're MCU stand, you're going to just love it. I'm a, you know, I'm a big MCU fan, but you're right. The boys looking back when they did their drop this way definitely gave you that like, oh shit, I got to like, can we, can't, I can't wait till like next week because I really want to watch the next episode. Whereas here I'm like, okay, um, yeah, I'm not going to get up at like some people at 3 a.m. when this drops on Disney+. Plus. And and I must see it like as soon as it comes on. If like if I don't get to it Friday night, if I don't get till till Saturday, I'm not gonna you know, you know, no no, I'm not gonna feel bad about that at this point. (laughs) At this point, now I may you know talk to me in a few episodes. Maybe I'll be in a different place. Yeah, I think it. We're being um, critical of it because. Right after this dropped, we got to see Batwoman launch its second season mm-hmm. with a new lead, a new character. Um, and so they had a lot of work to do, basically a reset on their entire series yep. um, due to Ruby's exit earlier this or last year, shortly after following the first season. Yep. So, and, and this episode one of season two of Batwoman like the showrunner is just truly someone who I want running other shows at this point like Mm. this woman clearly understands how to open a show make every make me feel like I don't have to watch the first season yet does not bore me, you know, because it's not, oh, remember when this happened? Remember when this happened? It's the freaking subtlest things that they are able to embed in this for me to be like, okay, all right, I see what you did there. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, we'll get to Mary because there's something I'm just, I'm I'm dying over. But I, I just, I, I love that the showrunner, she really made it a point to say, you think that we're going to fail because Ruby left. You think that we can't bring on this new lead. We can't re- change everything, but also leave everything the same. 
Yeah. Like it was a very bizarre experience of starting off the season with with Ryan and and Kate's absence and just feeling like we never left. Yeah. I agree. I, I completely agree. And I think not to throw any shade on Ruby, but I really it, the way this show started this second season, one, I, I think I can't add anything more what you said about how Caroline drives and the awesome work she did and dealing with having to do a, a reset. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that really came through to me watching last night's episode as they're bringing in a new lead with Ryan at Javicia, but but all the other cast members, Rachel, Cameras, Nicole, Megan, all of them, they it really showed how much how really they held that show up last year. Yeah. It was truly an ensemble show. And and it really came across watching them with the season premiere this year. And and yes, Kate, you know, clearly groundbreaking, you know, lead as far as her character. But yeah, you know, it really did expose the, I guess, issues. To put it softly, that we that we that we, we actually we did chronicle. During during our our recaps of those episodes last year, so I don't want to I don't want to look back too much because I, I really, you know, I was really amazed and really see how I, I love the potential for this show moving forward because it honored the past and it, it kept the door open, but at the same time it's like okay we're looking but also started we started already turned a corner to establishing our new Batwoman in, in Gotham City. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the show kicks off with Gotham raining jet parts. And <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> you, but I, I was not immediately thinking, oh, that's how they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I, was I, like, oh. I did not guess that. <laughs> um, but, but I liked how in that first opening sequence of Mary um, and Luke trying to find Kate, they mentioned, oh, well, she's on her, is she back from National City? And right then I'm like, National City, interesting. That's where mm-hmm. Ara lives. Right. Um, but, but even then I wasn't thinking kryptonite because it's been a long time since the last episode of yeah. season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, she, which I thought was very clever because Knowing they set up so freaking much in that season finale, they did so. So to have that all be about that build up being about kryptonite is the only thing that can penetrate the Batwoman suit, and and that's what Alice needed to figure out a way to destroy her sister. And we find out later on in this episode the entire villainous plan. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, makes a lot of sense for Alice. Yep. Um, but but that's what she went. And there was a discussion. Well, we have this piece because of 
the previous year's crossover. Oh my God, there are so many freaking lines. Yeah. But <clears throat> this episode, they really dealt with the setup of the kryptonite and trying mm -hmm. to resolve it, but they didn't really resolve it because no. there's still a piece in Ryan. Um, and we'll see where that leads to later on. But also Tommy Elliott is now has the face of Bruce Wayne. And mm -hmm. so they, they also had to push that forward and see that through and, um, and resolve that all while trying to do so, so much freaking else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> over how many things happen in this episode. It was a lot. They really could have easily like, you know, had a two hour season premiere or, or, or break this up as a, a two part or something. Cause they did set up, they, they, they did have a lot of loose ends that they had to deal with from the, the previous season. A lot of loose ends and a lot of things to, to rework mm -hmm. for Ryan. Yeah. And, and so I think that it, it was, it was very clever. I mean, the, one of my big questions was, okay, Alice and Kate, like, mm -hmm. The yin and the yang, the sisters separated. How do you take Kate out of that, reinsert someone else and have it be the same? And so what I thought was very clever is they had Alice's gang. Now, Alice didn't do it. Nope. Her gang did. And so I'm sure that that's going to be a reason for Alice to live another day. But her gang did kill her mom and basically ruin Ryan's life. Yeah. <laughs> ruin yep. her life. Yep. Everything she had worked for gone in a moment. And so she's on a vengeance to take Alice down because of that. And she, when she finds the suit in the aftermath of the airplane crash, that's her, that's her mission. I'm going to find that. And, and what I really loved is, um, when Mary said, I get, I get why she's doing this because her mother died in her arms and was mm -hmm. killed by Alice, which happened in the first season to yep. Mary. That's exact. Yep. Oh my God. I, I would have never. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's, that's just an iconic episode from season one. So it is. Yeah. Callbacks to that. I, I love them all day, every day. So, mm -hmm. so I love that. Um, but I also like how Sophia, who's a name we started hearing towards the end of the first season, mm -hmm. is is brought up because I I didn't expect it because of the recent announcement that Black Mask was joining. So I thought that they were going there. Yeah. But towards the end, Alice receives a note from from um, Sophia about potentially having been the one to um, crash Kate's plane. Yep. Yep. But no, we do not know if she was on the plane, which is another thing, Will. Another thing that I would have never thought they would have done, but they did do. For the Kane family, this is another Kane daughter lost in a river. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, love the parallels. Love the parallels. I mean, because because Jake, yeah, because Commander Kane, yeah, yeah, Alice, now Kate, 
river. That's just beautiful. I mean, it's just really, really good storytelling. Again, how they take these through lines from the first season, bring them into the second season, and really, you know, still give relevance to the Kane story, even though Kate's no longer, you know, Kate's shadow is always going to be over the series. I mean, it's just inescapable. Mm-hmm. But I like, but you're right. I, I like the the way you, you you framed it, the the way they brought those three lines from the first season into the second season, as far as the in the parallels between Kate and Alice. Yeah, I mean, we we have yet to see them go toe to toe. That will be the true test, because mm-hmm. um, Rachel Scarston just out acts pretty much everyone on this show and yeah. so I will i will be very curious yeah um for when she goes toe-to-toe with javisha javisha yeah, yeah. Um, i yeah especially when J- javisha gives a monologue to just destroy all other monologues in this <laughs> episode. okay that was my one one area of the episode that i did kind of cringe but uh oh, really yeah. You didn't like it? Um, it just felt kind of tropey with, with okay, it, it, you know, as African-American, you know, we know the statistics, we know that, and, and I know what they were trying to do as far as, like, do the, you know, do the classism thing here where you had the privileged canes and then you have the, the poor under, the poor minority kind of thing, and you know, and it's just that was the one place where I thought they did. You know, they did go to to the, the the lazy playbook to like do this you know, story. And I, I mean, granted, it, it, I, 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 I guess my point is, it, it, you could do it, but not in the in the monologue kind of like way. It could have been more organic, or 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 let it come through other ways. I mean, like I, I thought. Whenever she was, for example, when she was meeting with her her her, her probation officer, mm-hmm. um, you know that seemed a very nat- that seemed a very natural story way of just making the point about her background and all right. the, all the challenges that she has had to overcome, without you know without it's just so being on the nose. I mean, you know, it's good. I mean, you know, those. Things need to be said. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you can. I think I just, I just felt like it was just way too on the nose for me as a viewer than than I thought the other ways that it had sort of been fleshed out in in the episode worked better for me. So that that, that was my one area where I thought that's the only area where I was like, eh, all right, CW, you're doing your you're doing your preachy CW thing, but that was the only place where I, that 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 it got to me a bit. I cringed more with with lame lame Wayne, um, but yeah. that's a whole other issue. I mean, the actor who plays Tommy Elliott, I think, is just a great actor. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> he is. Yeah. Um, but I, I I do agree with you that I I see I don't I don't necessarily blame the words so much as the delivery was weird. Mm-hmm. Because she sounded so different in that moment than yeah. any other places. And so it felt almost out of character. 
Yeah, totally. I That's also it. That's, wonder yeah. if it would have been would have been different had she not been saying those to two other minorities <laughs> yeah that's yeah <laughs> true now both but you know yeah because i mean luke i mean well you know, but, you know, but luke had a pretty privileged life himself i mean you know he's lucius fox's son so you know he was bruce wayne's right hand guy true and, and and mary you know also i mean and- she, and their privilege both cost them their parents, but yes, very yeah. true. Yeah. So, so maybe you know, maybe they were the ones who needed to hear that. Now maybe. That we, now that we're now that we're talking about it more, so you know, so because yeah, you know, check, you know, because you know, Luke definitely had he had a lot of issues with, with Ryan. Clearly, and it was very you know that you know one you know. The, you know he's very possess- he was already you know he was always possessive about the, the equipment Batman equipment anyway even with Kate, but uh, but now especially with someone who he in his eyes he is not he he, he you know in, in his own way he's he's looking down on her, and right. so and you know yes Mary and and Ryan definitely had that connection with losing their mothers to violent acts of crime. But, um, but, you know, but again, she, you know, but she is still, you know, Commander Kane's stepdaughter and, and the Crows are a very well-off organization and, you know, Kane, you know, and, 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 you know, Wayne's first cousin. So, you know, they, they are all, they're not hurting as far as money. So from that standpoint, yeah. So looking at it from that, from that vantage point, as we, as we discussed, I, I, the, even though tonally, I think you're right. Uh, it did seem a little out of character with everything else up for the rest of the episode, but maybe it was the message that they needed to hear so that when things, when they do start formulating that team down as, as the season progresses, it will, it'll be that kind of foundational come to come to Jesus moment that, that Ryan needed to have with with, with Luke and, and Mary. Yeah. Well, it was definitely um, a moment that stuck out for Ryan because then she goes and reads more information about who Kate Kane was. Mm-hmm. Um, and which was a pretty interesting scene because it felt like I like the editing choices made yeah. because mm-hmm. I like the overlays and the contrast and and um, it was pretty seamless, so I appreciate yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um, I, but I'm not wrong. At the end, when Sophie's reading the letter, mm-hmm. that is not Ruby's voice. That's not. No. Okay. I was I was listening carefully. I was like, that doesn't sound. I mean, it's it's close, but it's not quite there. I didn't even think it was close. I was listening, yeah. and I was just like, uh-huh. I'm supposed to think this is Kate. But yeah. if I remember correctly, maybe, maybe Kate, Kate has a very low voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kate, Kate, Kate in a bat suit, <laughs> reading it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which actually that was another nice touch too with uh, the with because I always wondered about the, the bat suit and it was an automatic thing. Whoever, if there was a voice modulator in there, so seeing Ryan's voice change when she was wearing a bat suit. Um, was a, was a nice little touch, 
and then also just the uh, just from just going back to bat lore from previous films with uh, Batman '89, and also thinking of uh, Batman Begins when she, when whenever she encountered the two thugs in the in the alley, and she goes boo, and I, you know. I thought of uh, I thought of Michael Keaton and, and Christian Bell there with uh, those moments in their scene where, uh, whenever he, they were first um, introduced themselves as Bat Batman to those and those two other criminals who were about to get theirs handed to them. Yeah, I I just was like Ryan, this is not going to go how you want it to go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot to. That suit is way more powerful than you realize, and yeah. it's it. It actually, now that I think about it, it kind of is like uh, when Peter Parker puts on the yeah. glasses that Tony yep. left behind in Far From Home. Yeah, that's another one too. Yeah, that's yeah. another. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean missiles? When we go? Oh man! Anything else you want to say about Batwoman? Yeah, I uh, can't wait. The, the, I, I love to see in the Batmobile. Uh, just again, getting back to touches for from previous iterations of the show and, and movies with the flame firing out of the back of it whenever when it was leaving the Batcave, and uh, those are just you know just those nice touches that really is, you know connects the show to the to the larger lore of the character of Batman and Batwoman. Uh, I, you know, those are just little nods that that are appreciated. I mean, I literally did just jump out of the seat. I was like, yes, yeah, awesome, man. I can't wait for seeing Ryan to, you know, take the Batmobile. And then also just the, the rage of Ryan, uh, whenever she was confronted Tommy and literally beat the, beat the mask right off of him. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, it really, again, shows her pain and the things that she is dealing with. Uh, with with the loss of her mother, and so uh, yeah, and and really will be looking forward to seeing how they explore that over the course of the season, and of course that eventual showdown between her and Alice, because you know since Alice was there tonight that her mother uh, was murdered by Alice's gang, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely going to be uh, um, something that. Uh, will be a very monumental moment in in the show, and um, and just and then of course Alice just just untethered from Kate now. Gosh, I mean she's just gonna be batshit crazy more so. So yeah, I I still my money's on what I predicted a while back about how when they do confront each other, it's gonna be from the perspective where Alice has always had a crutch of I. I was um, was was supposed to have this life mm-hmm. um, that Kate got, and I didn't because nobody saved me from the river that day, and yeah. I ended up in a demented person's family and learned all of this stuff, and you know everything. I was I was forgotten about. Poor me, victim, mm-hmm. and which is juxtaposed to Ryan, where Ryan also. Um, was through the course of unfortunate events, all of a sudden it's just like everything I was working for got taken away from me. Yeah. But I didn't choose to start a gang and 
and just commit myself to criminal behavior. No, I, I've committed myself to being some, a hero, a protector yeah. of justice. So yeah. I think I, I still am betting that they're going to go there. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I do think you're right. And and well, yeah. And as we learn more about Ryan's backstory and how she ended up in the circumstance that she that she found herself in, um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll show that she's you know, truly a hero for that. That will take up the mantle in a bat woman in Gotham City. Yep. And um, we also, over the weekend, watched One Night in Miami, which is available on Amazon Prime. Uh, Will, what are your thoughts about this movie? Oh, God. Where do I begin? I, I, loved, <laughs> I loved that movie. I, I really did. I mean, it was, uh, it was based off of a play, uh, the same name. And Regina King was the uh, director of this particular uh, film. Uh, you know, the woman's amazing. She can do she can do so many things. Uh, but the the it, it it took place after it was based on an actual event of after Cassius Clay, aka Muhammad, later known as Muhammad Ali, had just defeated Sonny Liston uh, to become heavyweight champ. And so Cassius, Sam Cook. Um, Malcolm X and Jim Brown, who was a um, very famous football player, but then later became actor uh, and still with us today of, of the four, met in a hotel uh, in, in, in Miami. And, and it basically is conjecture about what they discussed and what happened that night uh, in, in that hotel. And it was just a very just powerful, so many things, I mean, that... It, that uh, people that these uh, individuals went through. I mean, Bo Bridges was like cast as, uh, you know, and, and, and their particular failures that they had, but then also, but also their successes. Like for example, Sam Cooke bombing at the Coca Cabana, and, and Malcolm's uh, disenchantment with Elijah Muhammad and what was going on in Nation of Islam, and uh, you know, Ali's getting, you know, getting punched in the ring and seeing the lights, you know, cause he was just dancing and, and he was like that moment of vulnerability that, you know, that this, you know, bravado character that we all know and love has. And then Jim Brown and, and, you know, dealing with the racism that he had to deal with in the NFL. And so it was just, just a powerful, powerful film. And just, you know, a couple of things, just, just several scenes that stand out. I don't want to spoil that for folks. I really want you to go check it out. But uh, I mean, it just, it's, it's it's only about two hours long, and really, um, it's really a story that you know I think in, in these times in particular I think really resonates will, will, will resonate for 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 anyone that uh, watches it with an open mind. So can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, I think I really like the writing of it because, mm-hmm. like what you said, um, the strength is that these are all flawed characters. And there's moments when you feel as though one one side is right, one side is wrong in these mm-hmm. arguments that these mm-hmm. four four people are having. But at the end of the day, they're all just they all have their own experiences and their own journey. And so, of course, 
by talking about it as and coming together and having an honest discussion like that, you are going to start to change people's perspectives. Um, but then again, they're, they're also going to st stay true to what they believe and how they perceive doing their part is. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that, that is honestly what people who are friends, but also are able to have those kind of open discussions about, um, and debates really. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, in particular, like the, um, debates that Malcolm and, and Sam Cook, who's who's played by, um, Leslie Odom, uh, who, uh, of course folks know from Hamilton and then Aldous Hodge played Jim Brown and, he's been uh, a lot of things. He's been a lot of, he was amazing as Jim Brown. He sounded like Jim Brown multiple times. I was like, wow, he's like channeling Jim Brown. And, uh, and then, uh, the actor, uh, who played Malcolm X, he, he, uh, he, he really looked many scenes where I was like, damn, that's Malcolm. <laughs> and, uh, he, he played Barack Obama in yeah. Com the Comney, Comney rule. Mm -hmm. And, um, I swear to God throughout this movie, I kept hearing Barack Obama and not Malcolm. <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. I, I started to call me the Comey rule. I, I need to finish that. Um, and then uh, more importantly, and, um, love story or love life with Anna Kendrick. But yeah. I think that is it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.